This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, welcome back to the Sustainable-ish podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as ever. Before we dive into the intro for today's episode, episode 146, just a little bit of podcast news for you. I am going to be taking a break from the podcast over the summer, but panic not. The plan is to re-release some of my favourites, to rerun the fun, if you will, over the summer holidays so you get a chance to listen back to some of them you get to see if your favorites coincide with my favorites or maybe you even get to listen for the first time if you for any reason haven't listened to the whole back catalogue of the sustainable-ish podcast so do keep in touch via email or on social media let me know if you enjoyed an episode first time round if you got different bits from it second time round Uh, if my favourites match yours, all those kinds of things would be lovely to hear from you and to keep in touch that way. And I will be back with some fresh new episodes in September. Over the summer as well, do let me know who you'd love to hear or what subjects you'd like to hear a little bit more about. So do get in touch. The email is jen at sustainableish.co.uk or you can tag me anywhere on social media. I am at sustainableish. So have a marvellous summer, but don't go anywhere just yet because I need to introduce today's podcast. So I am chatting to Mary Caulfield, who works for the Climate Coalition as their project coordinator for Great Big Green Week. Now, some of you might have heard of Great Big Green Week or even taken part or hosted some Great Big Green Week events yourself last year because it was the first year that it happened. So this year it is coming back with some big ambitions. Last year there were 5,000 events up and down the country. This year they are looking to have 7,500 events and this is very much where we come in. So I really hope that this episode, this chat with Mary, inspires you to maybe step a little bit out of your comfort zone, think about an event that you could host. It might just be you and a few friends having coffee and a bit of a gentle climate conversation. It might be getting your kids' school involved. It might be getting your workplace involved. Whatever, there is loads of scope to use your creativity and your imagination and a huge amount of resources on the Great Big Green Week website, which I will link to in the show notes. So have a listen to this. As I said, I hope you end up feeling inspired and empowered, actually, to go out there and to start thinking, start chatting about any Great Big Green Week events you can put on Uh, when it comes around towards the end of September. So please do let me know if 
this episode inspires you to have a go to um, what events you're going to be doing. I would love to hear about that. And yeah, take care. Have a lovely summer and I will catch you on the other side. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. Now, people who follow Sustainable-ish might not know that they probably have kind of met you in some way in a previous role, if you like. But during um, COVID, during the first lockdown, when I crazily decided with two weeks notice to put on an online festival, you, Mary, are the reason that everybody was in the right place at the right time and that the whole thing actually even happened, aren't you? Because you did all the logistics stuff that my brain just can't cope with. That is true. I did. There were many, many phone calls and emails back and forth, but it was great. It was really brilliant watching everyone engaging with uh, so many different talented speakers and learning all kinds of things. It was a really fun thing to do. I really enjoyed it. You were absolutely phenomenal. And um, so your background, Mary, is in events, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I've been working in the live event industry for about 15 years, I'd say. So I did train as a scientist originally to do medical research, okay. but I realised quite quickly that I like variety and I like being around people. And that's not so great if you're in a laboratory. So Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously the live event um, industry got absolutely hammered, didn't it, during uh, COVID? Hugely, yes. Mm. Yeah, it was really, it was really difficult and it has... It's still really quite difficult, I think, for lots of people working in it. But on the plus side, for those who were trying to think through sustainability improvements, it did give them lots of thinking time. So that's one of the benefits that's come out of it. Yeah. So we're talking about, well, I guess it is live events, isn't it? But um, today you're here with uh, a different hat on. Can you tell us what, what hat you're wearing at the moment? Absolutely. So I have the joy of working for the Climate Coalition now which is the biggest organisation in the UK working on climate change and nature. So as the name suggests, with the word coalition, we work with lots of different members, all kinds of brilliant organisations, everyone from the RSPB and the National Trust to the WI and Oxfam, Save the Children and the Woodland Trust and lots of great organisations all working together to act on nature and climate change and to encourage the UK population and particularly the UK government to be acting quicker and faster and further on climate change and nature as well. And what I'm focused on at the moment is the Great Big Green Week. So the Great Big Green Week is the UK's biggest celebration of action on climate and nature. So it happens all across the country. It involves community organisers, it involves mums, it involves um, big charities, it involves businesses, all kinds of different people all coming together to celebrate the positive action that they're taking on climate change and on um, nature protection and, and restoration to really inspire people so they can see everything that's already happening because there's so many brilliant things being done by people all across the UK. And if we can really just help others to be inspired by that and to think I could do that too, my business could do that too, my school could do that too, um, we can go further and faster. And really importantly, we can show politicians that People really do care about climate change and about nature and that we are all acting now. We want them to be acting just as quickly or preferably even faster than we are to, to make positive change. Yeah. And um, I did a, a session earlier on this week and, and you know, there was time for Q&A at the end. And, and one of the questions was, you know, how do you stay hopeful? And I guess something like this. And my answer was look for the helpers, look for the great stuff that's going on, because they're 
as you say, there is so much great stuff going on, but our news, uh, you know, our media, it doesn't sort of tend to report on the the good stuff and the nice stuff. And the um, so actually something like this, that is that whole celebration of all this amazing stuff that that is going on. And it catalyzes other stuff, other people to do sort of new stuff and things as well, doesn't it? So the first Great Big Green Week was only last year, which I said to you when we had a sort of pre-call about this. I was like, are you sure that was the first one? It felt so established and and people were just so on board with it straight away. Yeah, it was. Uh, it took us a little bit by surprise, but in a good way. So mm. last year was the first Great Big Green Week and that was partly created, um, connected to COP and everything that was that was going on within the UK around that time. We had more than 5,000 events that took place last year for Great Big Green Week, which was brilliant. All kinds of differing organisations involved, everyone from Manchester United's foundation through to um, WI members and um, through to kind of intergenerational events where you've got sort of really quite elderly ladies showing their craft skills to children so they can upcycle things. There's all kinds of amazing and, and lovely things happening. This year we're building on that, so we're going even bigger, as the name might suggest. It is a great big green week, so we're aiming for seven and a half thousand events. Wow! Um, online and and in person, but mostly will be in person this year. Now that COVID is slightly less of a threat for everyone to be dealing with. <laughs> yes, depending depending on yeah yeah. Well, my my son said to me this morning. He said COVID's not really happening anymore. And I was like, no, no, it is. We're just not really doing anything about it anymore. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so that aside, so what are the dates for this year's Great Big Green Week? So from September the 24th to October the 2nd. So we're slightly cheeky. We've got two weekends in our yes. week, but it's it's good for people to have more options to do. Yeah. And I know that it's already on people's radars because I'm already getting people asking me if I can, you know, do a talk and all those sorts of things. So lots of people are already thinking about it. But if this is the first time you've heard about it and you're thinking, oh, oh, like it feels it feels very much out of my comfort zone. I'm quite happy to come and talk at events, but it feels out of my comfort zone to put something on and, and organise it. And what kinds of things might people be able to do? So the first thing to say is pretty much anything can come under great big agreement. You do not need to have a PhD in climate change or know how to organise the world's biggest festival. Why not do a plastic-free picnic? Mm. Really easy to do. Or is there a bit of ground um, at the end of your street that some of your neighbours have been thinking about doing something about? Well, now could be a perfect time to plant that up and make it a haven for, for pollinators. Um, you could do a beach clean if you live somewhere coastal. Or um, how about um, bike day? Maybe you um, get the local bike guy to come around and service everyone's bikes and then you can all go for a nice bike ride somewhere and enjoy some, some nature. You could do an upcycling workshop if you're crafty or you've got friends who are crafty or um, make friends with the guys in your local allotment and ladies. Obviously, I have an allotment. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, teach all your kids how to grow vegetables. There's so many different things that people can be doing. Some of them are really easy. Some of them take a bit more effort, but there is absolutely something that could work for you that isn't going to be too complicated. If you have ever been on a committee or a member of the PTA, or anything like that, I guarantee you, you have the skills to be able to organise something for Great Big Green Week. If you look on our website, which is greatbiggreenweek.com, then we've even got an A to Z of ideas. So it's oh, amazing. Guide. So there's tons of resources that can help you come up with, with fun ideas. So, so we could organise something 
sort of as as you said as an individual with people in our street or with our local I don't know toddler group or anything like that but also schools can get involved WIs you've already mentioned if you have a local sort of transition group or sustainability group or anything like that this might be something to flag to them um just thinking what other groups and things are like your book club could do a book theme you know a, a climate themed book all sorts of different things exactly that and uh We've even um, we'll be putting some film resources up soon on our website, um, and there's um, there's going to be a, a film launch of a documentary about food and climate, and so you can kind of request for it to be screened in a local cinema near you, and then everyone can just go to the cinema. So there's lots of yeah great differing things that people can be doing, and on our website as well as all of the resources is where you can upload your event. So if you want other people to come to it, which obviously is great because more people can enjoy whatever you're doing then you can load that up there and then it just really inspires others to see what you're doing and to know what's happening in their local area because people can search by the postcode and find out what's going on with their community. Yeah. And are there any separate resources for schools? Because I'm just thinking, you know, it would be awesome, wouldn't it? And I'm sure schools probably did it last year to to really sort of run with Great Big Green Week and, and have a little series of events and things. And is there anything there for people to send to their head teachers or anything like that? Yeah, so our schools pack is just being finished at the moment. So in about a week's time, that should be up. It'd be brilliant if you can share that with your schools or um, your local guys troop or your school yes. pack or any of those kind of groups. That would be brilliant. Yeah, amazing. And then also from a an organisation or a business perspective, did you have many businesses of varying sizes, I guess, joining in last year? Yeah, we did. We did. And we're um, we're working even more on that this year. We've been having some great conversations with all kinds of lovely organisations. So from sort of sports organisations, so um, people like the Lawn Tennis Association, London Marathon, which is happening during Great Big Green Week. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, the co-op are planning all kinds of great things, which is lovely. And uh, and then and even down to things like, so um, Toast Ale, if you like beer, yes. they make all their beer out of beer. Uh, waste bread yeah <laughs> they're going to be doing great big green week things silent pool gin have made a carbon neutral gin which is packaged in paper packaging so they're going to be doing distillery tours and food things and so there's lots of differing things happening with all kinds of organizations we've started to list some of the partners that we're working with on our website and kind of over the coming weeks we'll be be adding more and during great big green week on the monday we call that good news day and so we really encourage individuals and organizations and businesses to share great things that they're doing to really put that spotlight on new and exciting and and differing things that organizations are doing to protect nature and to act on climate change and that's a really lovely thing to see because you can just sort of see social media just filling up with all these wonderful inspiring different activities that businesses and charities and community groups are are all doing to make a change in their local community and that really helps to encourage other people to do the same yeah and I'm just thinking you know if you're a sort of part of a you know relatively small business or something presumably a you can use Great Big Green Week as a not really an excuse that's not the right word but um as a momentum maybe to sort of share some of the changes that you have made with your customers and things like that but also I'm just thinking like really easy things like having having one day where it's a book swap and you just have a table up in the office where everyone brings in the books that they've read and you know you can have a big book swap or you could have a a clothes swap or it doesn't have to be 
something that's going to take a lot of time and organization and effort and um and it doesn't have to be a fundraiser either does it because we think about sort of bake sales and things like that but it can just be anything exactly exactly the vast vast majority of things that people do for great degree and we give are free um and that's great and with businesses as well often if you're a slightly bigger business or, or even i guess sometimes the small ones you'll have a little team of people who are working on things that you're doing to make your business more sustainable but actually a lot of your other employees don't know it's a great green week is a really good opportunity just to tell that story and explain to the rest of your team why you're making the changes that you're making and how they're benefiting your local community and your customers and, and all the other things that uh, yeah you're working on and why things you've trialed the successes you know be honest share the things that didn't work and how you're going to do it differently it's just a great opportunity to to really be upfront and, and talk well with those you engage with every day about what you're doing and the passions behind it and your aspirations and then ask them to join in. Come on, get on board, everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is this is a bit mean and putting you on the spot a little bit, but were there any highlights for you from last year? So um, confession time is that I wasn't working on great. Oh, I was, gonna, I, I just was thinking that then you probably. <laughs> I, was working, I was working on things to do with COP, but I really loved seeing some of the. Um, I love seeing some of the intergenerational things where you'd got sort of everyone in the community from the eldest to the youngest all, all working on things together to, to um, improve things for nature or, or sort of tackle climate change. And I loved seeing the sort of unexpected things like Wembley Arch being illuminated green or the BT Tower having great big green leaks spinning around, spinning around the top. And um, what else did I love last year? I loved I just love seeing ordinary people using their skills and their passions to make change. I think we're all much more powerful than we realise that we are. And um, I'm quite firmly convinced that if you put people in charge of school fates, um, in charge of politics, um, things would get done much faster. Oh, my God. There was a, um, I don't know if you saw it. There was a tweet going around social media yesterday and it was basically it basically said exactly that. Uh, we just need to put like the mums that are in charge of the tombola or something in charge of the government and they would absolutely everything would be sorted straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's easy sometimes, isn't it, to think that um, we don't have any influence or any ability to make any difference, but we genuinely do. And that's one of the real strengths of Great Big Greenway because we know that politicians tend not to hear very often from their constituents about climate, which makes it easy for them to just defer acting on things and, and sort of push it down the road where we actually need to be acting on, on climate now. It's really important for the both the generations around already and, and the future generations to come. You know, we've all got hopes and dreams for, for children, grandchildren, the people that we love. And in order for those dreams, for those individuals to come true, those actions have they have to take that, have to happen now. And uh, and government has to happen now in terms of what they're doing. And, and I know government at the moment is a whole world of crazy, but essentially when things are settled back down again and, and politicians are busy working and doing their day-to-day jobs, we need them to be working on climate and we need them to be working on nature. And they do know that they should be doing it, but if they don't hear from us, then they don't have the impetus to prioritise that. Yeah. And Great Big Green Week gives us a really clear opportunity to show that all kinds of people from all across the UK care mm. and do want action and do want things to happen. And it's a really lovely, positive way by celebrating good things and encouraging others to get involved to 
put your voice into that situation and to show that this is not a it's not a partisan political thing this is a we care about the people we love and we want the best for them whether they live in the UK or whether they live elsewhere that we want the best for them and we want them to be able to see puffins when they grow up and we want their local um, village not to have flooded and all of those all of those things um yeah and it's your voice does matter you know you know that Jen you sort of started out doing this thinking you were kind of thinking of yourself as quite a ordinary quote unquote person and look at what you've done you know look at what you've achieved and everybody listening to this podcast has got a circle of influence they've got yes. people listen to them and pay attention to what they're saying and when we all come together that's incredibly powerful and to do it in a really positive way as well is just really inspiring for people and that's my favorite thing about great big green week is seeing people being inspired and thinking we can do this we can we can make a change we can work together it's kind of a lot of those things that we or a lot of us sort of realized the importance of i guess when when we had those lockdowns and things with covid it's the community it's the connection and I think it's so important, as you said, that it's done in such a joyful, positive way, because so much news in general, but especially climate news is very doom and gloom. And also it's very much framed in the, you know, we're going, you're going to have to stop doing all these things you like. Whereas this is very much more, look, we're going to, we're getting all this community and this connection and this joy and this laughter and all these things coming together. But also, exactly as you said, it means that future generations or our kids will still get to do all the things that we've loved doing like seeing puffins in the wild or as you said like playing in the village near the river where it's not flooded and I just think that's so hugely powerful and as you said we we underestimate that don't we I think we absolutely do yeah there is there is huge huge power in positive action and people working people working together and the fact that people are listening to this podcast means that they care. <laughs> it means that they have hopes for their the people that they love and they want to do positive things about that. And that's brilliant. You know, you're already there, basically. Yes. Just take one tiny little step further and uh, and be involved in this. And, and you're helping to show even more people in your community what you care about and encouraging them and easing them into to great new things that they could be doing. Because there's so many things around climate and nature that are beautiful and fun to do. It doesn't mean you have to knit your own yogurt and go and live <laughs> under a cardboard sack somewhere. <laughs> you know, yes. you kind of plant wildflower seeds, um, volunteer at a nature reserve, walk places and enjoy listening to the birdsong. There's so many different things that, that everyone can do that will add things to their lives. And I think yeah. it's really important to, to look at that and not sort of get distracted into focusing on the negatives that you might see in the newspapers all the time. Yeah. And as as you said right at the beginning, I think it's sometimes very um, easy to feel like, oh, God, you know, who am I to organise a, a green event? I don't, I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers. And and I always say whenever I'm talking to people about talk, having climate conversations, like you don't need to be an expert. You just need to care. And you've already, as you said, ticked that box because you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to a talk or whatever. I just think that's so important. And then also the other thing I was thinking of when you were talking was there's a a TED talk and I have to confess I haven't watching it I haven't watched it and mm -hmm. I can't even remember um the amazing woman who did it but there's it's like some kind of Venn diagram she talks about in terms of careers and it's like what you're good at what needs doing and I can't remember what the other one is but trying to, because I can you know I'm thinking oh god what can I do what skills do I have all that sort of thing and but there will be something as you said whether it's you know if you're really good at uh, knitting or crochet I'm sure um 
there was the that was the climate coalition was it the green hearts campaign um yeah. oh amazing <laughs> mary's holding up her green heart to this to the screen and <laughs> <laughs> um, will that be a part of great big green week Absolutely. There's always people that do craftivism. You know, there will be post boxes that suddenly have squirrels and puffins and green hearts and all yeah. kinds of other things popping up on top of them. And yeah, you know, craft something, you know, make some green bunting out of recycled material. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. kinds of lovely things that you can do that just use your skills and get yourself inspired, make the world a, a happier place. You know, and if, if you like baking, then it's like literally... You could make some little heart biscuits and invite four friends around for a cup of tea and, and, and you know, how do, how do you feel about climate and start having one of those conversations? And, um, and yeah, there's so many ways, as you said, you can get toddler groups involved, you can get um, your schools involved. It feels like it might be a nice, a really nice thing that I think junior schools could really quite easily get behind. But did you have, do you know, and again, this is a bit mean picking on, um, <laughs> did you have many secondary schools getting involved last year, do you know? I don't know the exact numbers. Hmm. We definitely did have secondary schools involved last year. Some of those were through partner organisations that we work with. So, for instance, some of the football foundations work with wow. schools, so they yeah. were doing, doing things around climate and sport. And other schools were working directly with us using the school's pack resources that, hmm. we, that we'd sent out and things they could do them, themselves. Um, yeah, so, so as a real mix. But obviously, there's lots of teenagers that are very, very aware of the need for action on climate change. and it's good to be able to validate their concerns yeah. and, and provide them with different teachers with different ways of engaging with it in a way that is quite positive because yes. there are understandably lots of young people that do have very real climate anxiety. They are looking at their future and wondering, wondering what that will hold and enabling them to take positive action and be yes. part of something which is positive and helps them to visualise positive futures is a is a lovely and, and powerful thing to do. I'm I'm um, already writing an email in my head to the teacher <laughs> of my <laughs> of my kids' school for them to be mulling over over the summer holidays. And I think that's quite the timing is good, isn't it? Because it gives everybody time to get back from the summer holidays. So you know, maybe you've started thinking about some stuff over the summer and got some things in place, and then to hit the ground running um, in September. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. So we plan to have our schools ready, obviously, um, in the very near future, is so that we can be going out to teachers and saying, we know you have to plan lots of things, we know you're really busy people, but here are the dates, here's the outline of the kind of things that are going to be happening, here's, mm. some, here's some great things that you can do. Um, let's give every, all our kind of hard work and teachers some extra resources that yes. they can do new things with. Pick up and run with, yeah. Yeah, you know, and... Uh, there's no reason at all why why schools can't be engaging with their local politicians as well. You know, yes. children have voices, teenagers have voices. In the same way that we really encourage everyone who's running an event for the Great Big Green Week to invite your local parish councillor or your local councillor. Great idea, yeah. You know, invite your local MP, show them what you're doing, show them the difference that your local project has made or that your group cares about butterflies or whatever your mm. focus is and inspire them with your passion. There's no reason at all why children and teenagers can't be doing the same in their groups and in their their schools too. And even if your parish councillors or your MP says no, if everybody running an event invites their MP and or their parish councillors and there were 5,000 events last year and there's going to be 7,500, that's going to be a lot of letters that they're getting that they may or may not be saying no to. But that, again, shows them that this stuff is happening, that 
these people are prepared to stand up and be counted and go the extra mile to come on now we need you to that kind of thing isn't it yeah it's exactly that it's exactly that and um Christina Figueres and the, the team who were behind a lot of the Paris climate talks I was listening to a podcast from them one day and she used the phrase determined optimism yes and I thought yes <laughs> I totally resonate with that 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 is absolutely why I do a lot of the things that I do it's not always easy people don't always turn up to something just because you've invited them but if you have that determined optimism that you can make a difference and things will improve if you keep going generally things do improve because you've kept going and it's it's so important to just keep offering those invitations keep inviting the the friend who you know sort of does care about climate but isn't quite sure what to do about it and thinks maybe it will just take all of their time and their money yes if you keep inviting them to something where they can see things that they can do that are accessible to them that aren't expensive and that aren't timely it's all those steps isn't it and it helps everybody move forward on their journey and it absolutely absolutely um does show local politicians and councillors that people do care you're right if you're a local councillor you get invited to 35 different yes even if you go to none of them, that's really going to make you stop and think, isn't it? What do my local constituents care about? Yeah. And do you have any um, a sort of data or any reflections, I guess, because last year it, it probably fed pretty much straight into COP, didn't it? And everything that was that's happening there. But in terms of political engagement and, as you said, that sort of mandate that it then gives um, yeah. Yeah. politicians. So last year um, during Great Big Green Week, we sort of monitor what politicians are talking about on social media mm-hmm. and Great Big Green Week was trending within the sort of top three hashtags for much of the week across politicians of all parties. So no we way. Knew that it was impacting them. And um, and we actually had a, a message sent to us, a recorded message that was put out um, by the Prime Minister that we hadn't asked for. We weren't aware that that was coming, but he, he and his team were clearly so aware of what was happening that they um, spontaneously sent out message about great big green week encouraging people to engage with it so it does have an impact community action at scale really does really does have an impact and so this year obviously we're we're hoping to engage with even more MPs than we engaged with last year and to have receiving even more invitations to go to events than they had last year and and having businesses involved as well is is also powerful whether that's the local set up 20 years ago family-owned business or, or whether it's Aviva businesses of all kinds set, stating the fact that they are concerned about climate and therefore they are taking action to to work on that is important and it's a really um, good extra channel into politicians yeah, as well as yeah. The individuals. because at the moment you know it feels very much like individuals and um, businesses I guess because they we can react quicker and make things happen quicker than the very slow turning wheels of of government uh, we're, we're recording this on what is it uh friday the 8th which is the day after all the tumultuous uh, or the sort of 48 hours of chaos in uh british parliament so which wasn't very slow turning but um <laughs> generally you know and it feels like we're very much sort of dragging the government along or um and actually as you say wouldn't it be the invitation, I guess, of, of this is like, look, all this is happening without your support. Imagine how much quicker it could go with your support and imagine, you know, don't you want to be in front of this? Don't you want to be the ones leading yeah, it? Exactly, exactly. Let's let's uh, 
let's have Britain known rather than for sort of infighting politicians, but as a, as a, as a world leader on, on climate. And let's really look at this and look at how it works across all, all the government departments, you know, really stop and think about it, because there's lots of there's lots of other issues that everyone cares about across the country, like air quality and the amount of yeah. children who have asthma as a consequence of that. That's very much connected with climate change and that puts a lot of pressure on the NHS. So if you can address that and improve the climate, then you're also relieving that pressure on the NHS and freeing up those staff to be able to work on work on other things. You know, there's lots of differing ways in which um, working on climate can improve people's lives in sort of factors that maybe people don't think of as climate. So there's lots and lots around poverty and climate. And obviously in countries that are um, more sort of African type countries where at the moment there's huge famines and mm. um, droughts and situations that are getting worse year on year on year and working on climate will obviously start to help improve the lives of those individuals. But there are, there are poverty issues in the UK now that could be impacted by working on climate change and this is not my specialist subject so I'm not going to go into detail but if you think about all the people in the UK who are in fuel poverty at the moment which is really difficult and is getting more and more complicated with everything that's happening in Ukraine if people were living in better insulated homes they wouldn't need to spend as much money on their fuel in the first place and if their fuel was being provided by UK solar and wind power then we wouldn't be all having to pay really high prices for gas because we wouldn't be using it and it wouldn't be affecting us what was happening in the Ukraine and the Russia. So there's lots of differing ways in which climate really feeds into so many other aspects of our lives and working on it can really enhance the quality of lives now as well as enhancing and protecting the quality of lives in the future. And it can be a little bit like that film, um, what's it called? Don't Look Up. Yes. In that where everybody sort of knows and thinks about climate, but it's easy to put it to one side whilst yeah. you just deal with the next crisis. You know, oh, there's a there's a thing involving a war or there's there's a politician sort of fighting each other or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. We'll deal with climate when we just dealt with that. And <laughs> you just keep putting it to one side. And, putting it to one side. and I think on a, on a personal level as well, that, that yeah. is... Um, easy makes it sound like it's a conscious decision and, and I, I don't think it is a conscious decision for, for lots of us but we're aware of it all the studies show us you know 75-80% of people are aware and worried about climate change but you know as you said when there's a cost of living crisis going on suddenly it's the school holidays and you've got to worry about what to do with the kids and you're you know that just that sort of keeping up with day-to-day life and the treadmill of day-to-day life it feels like oh god now you're telling me I've got to kind of deal with climate change as well but actually so events like Great Big Green Week, where it can be a really fun, joyful thing to be a part of and, and where you don't feel alone with it, because that's really um, yeah. debilitating as well, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And that is one of the real strengths of Great Big Green Week is that it is so rooted in community. And if you're involved with a Great Big Green Week event, I guarantee you, you're going to meet new people that you didn't know before who suddenly are then extra friends in your lives and extra people who can help you do other things or will invite you to things that you might not have known about and it's really enriching to to build those networks with other people who've got the same concerns that you have and the same struggles that you have and can you can inspire each other and that's really important yeah so um we want people to as soon as they finish listening to this head over to the great big green week website which is greatbiggreenweek.com greatbiggreenweek.com 
as you said, there's an A to Z, which I'm quite excited to look at, of um, event ideas for that, that people can do. You don't have to be constrained by the A to Z. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, think about, you know, uh, who might be able to help you. If you've got a friend who you think vaguely is a bit, little bit climatey, ask them or that mum at the school gate who you always see. Um, I don't know, whatever she might be doing that makes you think she's a bit green. Um, you know, ask them, but also think about any organizations you're involved with whether that be toddler group school your workplace uh, your local library your gym whatever it might be and say to them look this is happening is that you know I'd be really happy to help you put on an event if you'd be up for it yeah absolutely that and there's loads of stuff on our website we've got the a to z we've got an organizer's guide with all the things you might want to think about we've got posters and things that you can um customize and use we've got guide on how to contact your local newspaper how to contact your local mp everything you might kind of need is already there we're trying to make it really easy for everybody to get involved so it's all on the resources page and then once you've figured out what you're going to do you can add your event onto the website um, and you can also go on and search obviously for other people's events too so at the moment there's a sort of smallish number of events on because everybody's busy planning figuring out all their details of what they're going to be doing but over the coming weeks, there'll be loads and loads and loads going on. So you can just put, pop your postcode in and see what's already happening in your local area. And it might be that someone's doing something. And you can, you can join in and help and them. Say, oh, can I help out? Or you're doing this thing on, on, on the Saturday. What if we do this thing on the Sunday? And that'd be great. And then we do things happening in our, in our local town. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all very, very easy to access. And we would just love people to get involved. and. Um, email addresses on there any questions if they're thinking about their business getting involved and they want more details or resources or anything like that we can we can provide all of those things we just love as many people as possible to get involved and to come to an event and to organize it yeah and you mentioned the hashtag what is it is it gbgw or i had to really think then or is it break the green week or does it not matter um, we use hashtag break the green week actually written out Yes, I know that's a lot of letters, but just write it once and copy and paste it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, come and put on an event, but also, you know, be sharing stuff and um, sharing the hashtag and getting that trending. I mean, it sounds a bit of a, I don't know, a vanity metric or something, doesn't it? Like, oh, let's get our hashtag trending. But exactly as you said, it means that people sit up and notice it and think, oh, what's this? And and, um, yeah. Yeah. It really does make a difference. And it's it's all about inspiring people, isn't it? If you can see, if you see a, Something someone shared a, a beautiful thing that they've done at their school, then share mm-hmm. it. And it might encourage your school or your friend's school to do something else. It's it's all about inspiration and, and positive change. Yeah. Again, putting you on the spot. Any final top tips for people? I feel <laughs> like we've covered. I feel like we've covered everything. But <laughs> um, a great big green week is a celebration. So whatever you're doing should be fun and uh, joyful. Cake is never a bad thing in oh, my experience, even boy. if it's just for your team. <laughs> 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 and uh, and we uh, we love green hearts uh, so feel free to involve as many of those as you like oh absolutely amazing thank you so much mary thank you so much for your time um i'm really hoping that this will inspire it's inspired me to get off my bum and do some stuff um i'm hoping it's inspired some other people and got some cogs wearing and um you know again we'll start some conversations about what what could we do um locally what could we do in our organization that sort of thing so yeah seven and a half thousand events let's let's do it Excellent. I'll see you there, Jen. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You're an absolute superstar. 
sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review, and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is, and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.